Because you're mid, and we know it, it's the Mid Podcast, your podcast for random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. You can also support the podcast by becoming a Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash the Mid Podcast and pick you out a tier where you can hear our famous random shit episodes and other featured content also you can show off your support by getting you some mid podcast swag head over to the midpodcast.com and get you some merchandise we have t-shirts sweatshirts and much much more also if you want to support the show you can cash app us dollar sign the mid podcast your support helps keep the podcast going. So I'm here with Fluffnutter Brendan. <laughs> Hello. What are we getting me with? Wrestling. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. There is. What you want to talk about first? You have the news. You talk about it you're the producer why i gotta do all the work for the damn show because you're the star of the show fuck yeah i am so the star of the show does the most work i'm the behind the scenes person what the, why the fuck are you on the microphone because nobody else wants to do it with you so you gotta deal with me so evidently i ain't a star if i can't get nobody else i'm stuck with trash well f- fine you're okay trash mm, i guess i like you a lot <laughs> you should love me i mean you did come out of my vagina <laughs> anyways <clears throat> wrestle kingdom's coming up yeah nothing interesting is gonna happen at wrestle kingdom wrestlemania is baddie Really? I've never watched the Wrestle Kingdom. I watch old Wrestle Kingdoms. I haven't watched one live. Am I getting my $10 worth for this Honor Club shit you stole my credit card for? Yeah. Yes, you are. How much shit have you watched on that? (laughs) A lot. So much you done lost con contract. You done lost count. Yeah, I'll probably watch something tonight. I don't know. I have to see what grabs the head of your penis. My interest on Honor Club. Mm. So let's move on. Enough rambling. Okay, what are we moving on with? I guess we're going to discuss some stuff. Since you don't have any idea what you want to discuss first. Because you're trash. Stop calling me trash. That's mean. I'm a mean bitch. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I'm hateful. People don't like me. That's why people don't come around me. That's why I have two friends. Eh. 
Anyways, moving on. So evidently, one Mercedes contract um, deal got done over the summer where she got out of her WWE contract. Woohoo! See you January 4th and January 11th. Huh? It's kind of looking like that. And on that subject, um, it's kind of weird that sometime in June, Raj Geary dropped the Sasha Mercedes info. Then on August 1st, AEW files a trademark for all elite women. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm? Interesting. I wonder if the women are getting their own show. Maybe. That would be cool. So, you know how everybody's bitching about not seeing Miro on TV? Because he declined the storyline. He said he's just sitting and waiting. Well, you had the chance. You declined it. Well, what kind of storyline would you put him in? I don't know. Mm. Give him two tag team partners and have him go after the trio's title. I don't fucking know. Um... Have him take the All-Atlantic title off of Orange Cassidy. I'll be happy with anybody taking the title off Orange Cassidy. I don't know. There's stuff he could do. But also... TK Brain works different and Miro might not like TK Brain sometimes. Probably. But the longer fans want Miro to come back, the longer he's going to stay sitting on the sidelines. Maybe. So, the week before last, women's viewership was up 31% in the demographic between 18 and 34-year-olds for Dynamite. Nice. It was up 14%. In the demographic, 18 to 49. Nice. So, the big news that come out late last week. WWE fired Mandy Rose. Vince coming back. And Vince coming back. Well, we'll talk about Mandy first. Okay. All because she was making more money because... Well, no. Evidently, she was posting some photos that was it. In the WWE content. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Okay, but they're sexualizing her on TV, so why doesn't she do the same but make money for herself about it? Can't fault her there. think WWE's just using the Mattel excuse. It's like, oh, toy company no like this. Oh, no, that sucks. You're fired. 
mean, a lot of fans think because WWE couldn't capitalize and take some of the profit, that's why. That's exactly what it is. Because the WWE are petty motherfuckers. And what's worse is she had just signed a new five-year deal in 2019. That's tough. Not ain't bitch making more money showing her ass and tits than she would be wrestling. And you ain't taking bumps and have a chance of getting injured. Yeah. Read today that she'll probably be a billionaire by Christmas. That's insane. But yeah, the Fed got pissed because they weren't able to capitalize on it. Or make money off of it. So, what are your thoughts on this match? I'm going to throw out here. Samoa Joe versus Malachi Black for the TNT title. I want House of Black Trios titles. That's what I want. Let the Elite have them for a little bit. Then, oh, throw Kenny back into the singles title picture. If you want. And then throw the gum bucks. I don't know how I would feel about a Kenny MJF feud, though. I don't think they would do it. I don't know if I would like that. But, I don't know, maybe whoever takes it off of MJF. Kenny's like, what up, motherfucker? I want my title back. Yeah, but who would take it off of him? I don't fucking know. And who would be a good person for Omega? Mm, Omega versus Adam Cole. Maybe. So, if you were a wrestler, what would your finisher move be? Ooh, that's the V-trigger. What would your signature move be? Uh, super kick. Or Adam Cole would just knee to the back of the head. What would be five regular moves you'd have in your set? Five regular moves? Mm-hmm. Uh, sunset flip from the middle rope. A... Uh, shit. Um, a super kick. Mm, an arm drag. A crossbody. And we'll get a little bit, uh, risky here. And a tope. And what would your entrance music be? Well, I don't know. That's tough. Because I like a lot of songs. If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one? Mm, well, I can't do Carry On My Wayward Son. I think it's already taken. It is. Uh, I don't know. Probably something Linkin Park or the Foo Fighters. I could see that. 
for you. Come out the smells like Teen Spirit. <laughs> Cause you stink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so damn funny. Um. But yeah, it would. Mm, it wouldn't be Shadow of the Day. It would probably be Breaking the Habit. Cool. So, next. Next. Question for you. Okay. If you were Tony Khan, which five wrestlers or teams would you be willing to build Ring of Honor around? Uh. So, I'm going to do two females, two males, and a tag team. The tag team, of course. I'm going the Briscoes. The males, and hear me out, going Swerve, because I like Swerve, and Swerve's really fucking great. I just want to see Swerve in Ring of Honor and Claudio. Plus, I want a Swerve and Claudio match. Or, instead of Swerve, you give me an Adam Cole and Claudio feud. For the women, going Athena and mm. oh, I don't know. Mm. Willow. Nice. So, it's come out that there's going to be changes to, like, the set for Dynamite. What changes would you want to see? The Forbidden Door stage. I want to see that. Uh, I just want that to be the stage. Give me that. and The ramp that lights up and everything. That's what I want. Well, what was so great about the Forbidden Door stage? It looks slick. I did like the LED panels behind the tunnel. That too. But if I get goddamn motherfucking moving graphics, I'm going to have a fit. What's wrong with moving graphics? They give me a migraine. Oh, you're? are you talking about the fucking CGI bullshit? Yes. Oh, no, TK's not going to do that. Yes, that shit gives me a migraine. I don't think TK's going to do that. No, they... I don't see anything wrong with the way it is. I like the way it is. But I do understand things have to change. Yeah. And evidently they've had the same setup for three years. They have. But it's like a car. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If your car's not broke, why are you going to trade it in? For something newer and better, probably. But it's whatever. It's just the fucking wrestling stage. The stage doesn't matter. What matters is what happens in the ring. It's what matters. Not the stage. What The wrestling and the promos. 
So, we had our last Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Yeah. Which we did a review on. You can go check it out. It was a great pay-per-view. Um, reportedly, it sold 25,000 units. 19,000 of that was on a streaming platform, and 6,400 were on cable. Hmm. And it was a little higher than their Supercard of Honor, which was only 23,000 units. What else? So, I'm going to give you a group. Okay. Tell me which one you would prefer. Which one you think is, is the better of this two? The Briscoes FTR Trilogy or the Cody Seth Trilogy? FTR Briscoes. Why? Because, A, I'm not a fan of the Cody and Seth match at Mania. Um, what else was there? They had that Hell in a Cell match, which I didn't watch. Oh, the one where he had torn his pictorial muscle? Yeah. And then what was the one before that? Because they did three. I don't remember. But, yeah, no, definitely FTR Briscoes. So, I seen this on Twitter, and I'm going to read this to you, read this tweet to you, and then give me your response to said tweet. So, somebody said, Sasha's last Mercedes is going to be wrestling Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter on live TV in a month, and there will still be people on this app, talking about Twitter, that says, Triple H is letting her work one show in AEW with Paige as a favor before she comes back at the Rumble. Papa H knows what it takes to keep her. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. No. If Mercedes goes, if slash when she goes to AEW, uh, she's going to be... TK is backing up the Brinks truck, and she's going to be there for at least three years. Like, she'll be there three to five years, I feel like. Turn your ringer off. Everybody wants to hear the Michigan fight song. Because they're going to be your new national champions. champions. Yeah, baby. Anyways, Who does not like some blue and may. So, last thing before we get into dynamite, we spent twenty minutes on just random wrestling shit. Vinny Mac coming back. No chance. No chance in hell. Oh no, there's a great chance. Just he's. That <laughs> would be the hostile takeover of the century. You don't think Vinny Mac would do that? Fuck yeah, he would. Vinny Mac would kill his company before he let somebody else run it. 
Vinny Mac would kill his own goddamn children, probably. Oh, 100%. And his grandchildren. Probably. <coughs> That's how ruthless I think he is. No, but Vinny... <sighs> I don't want Vinny Mac back, but I do kind of want to see the fallout if he comes back. I want to see him come back for all of the wrong reasons. And what would all the wrong reasons be? Uh, is there really a... Because if he comes back, the company will go down. Maybe there isn't a bad reason. But I mean, if he comes back (coughs) and shares tank, the shareholders will sue him. That he has the way it is. Yes, the, I know he has the majority of stock, and he could just go in there and fuck shit up. And I feel like he would do that before he let it lets anybody get more control. Well, I don't know. You think Triple H put the hit pieces out? Think Triple H and Stephanie leaked some shit? I don't think they did. I think somebody did, but I don't think it was them. <laughs> Nikon? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I wouldn't put past that motherfucker. Oh, neither would I. I mean... He wormed his way in. Yeah, but I don't know. I see Vinny Mac coming back, which isn't good, but I want to see the chaos that ensues when he comes, if he comes back. That's what I want to see. I'm all for chaos, as long as it don't involve me. Yeah. Like, I love watching other people's chaos. That's why I like chaos in the ring. (laughs) Like, I think that's why I like AEW so much in TK Brain. Because, like, at the end of a match, he'll just send everybody down there to beat everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm down for this. And then there's people that whine and bitch. And you try to put 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound sack. Jimmy Cordero's asshole. And I'm liking it. I'm like, it's cool. Everything ain't got to follow a goddamn pattern. I do have a bone to pick with some people, though. Well, let's pick it. The Orange Cassidy slash Acclaim slash Danhausen haters. You know the reason why they're on TV? It's because they're fucking over. Well, yes, but just because you're over don't mean that you're over. But they are. The Acclaim, top merchandise sellers. Danhausen's up there. Pretty sure OC's up there. They're making TK money, so TK is going to put them on TV. Well, yeah, because he's a business person. So, stop being all salty because you don't like comedy wrestling when A, OC is. When OC is on, he is fucking on. Now, I will say this as an OC hater, because I'm not a fan. 
his match with Will Ospreay? Fucking banger. Even his matches that aren't with Osprey are fucking good. And then he had a another good one not too long, long ago on Dynamite or Rampage. I can't remember. Like Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy can wrestle when he wants to. Like he does that little shit at the beginning, yeah. But then once he's just like, oh, let me actually wrestle. He's fucking great. Well, that's a lot. I've heard a lot of people say like they don't get Orange Cassidy. Until after Orange Cassidy explains his gimmick to them. And then they're like, oh, I get it. Which even TK has come out in interviews and said that that he didn't get Orange Cassidy at first. And then Danhausen's just there because he begged TK to sign him. And TK did. And guess what? It's making TK money. So Danhausen is going to be on your TV screen every week. Or every other week. You're just going to have to deal with it. The acclaimed. Fucking over. And they're good in the ring. I don't get where people see the comedy act with the acclaimed. Because they go around saying a catchphrase. Every fucking wrestler does that. I mean, I don't. I don't have a problem with the acclaim, like with their wrestling ability. I don't have a problem with their catchphrase because it's so stupid it's funny. I mean, yeah, but... And I mean, is it wrong? I wouldn't mind scissoring somebody. <laughs> but no, I just don't understand. Haters gonna hate. Ain't that what your shirt says? Yeah. Okay, then. But maybe those people just don't understand the gimmick. Well, maybe they should because it's not that hard. Wrestling to fans are too goddamn stupid to do any research on their own part. They have to be spoon fed every goddamn thing. Wrestling fans are fickle. Yes. But, and I'll leave it at that. But just OC the acclaimed and Dan Houghton get a lot of undeserved hate. You know who got some undeserved hate yesterday? Who? Okada. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck you, Bronson fucking Reed. Change your it last wasn't name. Even, it wasn't even that. No. It was somebody who said something about it. Your favorite boy. Fuck Alfred. This motherfucker don't need to talk shit about wrestling. Fuck no. Alfred needs to go back to eating fucking cheese like the bitch he is. No, Alfred is a fucking pleb. He's a pleb. He's a fucking shithead pleb motherfucker who nobody should fucking like. But the only reason people like him is because he goggles WWE's dick every fucking week. That's pretty much everybody on Wrestling Inc. Fucking wrestling can give something else. And I really try, because I love me some Justin Labar, and I really try, but I just can't with them. I'm like, I can't. No, the best place to listen to your wrestling podcast... Besides us. Besides us. It's Covalent TV. Yes. Gotta shout. Mr. Starks and Big Dub out. We love them. They're amazing. We, we, really, we really like Big Dub. Because Big Dub's a Michigan fan. <laughs> yeah. 
So that gets extra points in our book. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you want some true shit? Go listen to them two guys. Yeah. But I think it's time to get into dynamite. I think that was it. I wanted to bring up the Okada to hear your thoughts on it. Because mm. I know you're an Okada fan. Man. I was like, oh, getting... Do you know how big it is getting a clean win over Okada? Especially in New Japan, because New Japan don't push North American stars. They don't. They don't push foreigners outside of Omega, the Bucks, Osprey, and Jay White. And Jay White. And Balor when he was there. And AJ Styles. But, like, most of the Japan stars, think about it, are... Ibushi, Okada, Tanahashi, I can continue. Or Manero Suzuki. Asian stars. But like, Okada is. I like the Rainmaker. This might be a hot take, but Okada is the Steve Austin. No, Okada is the Dwayne Johnson. Of New Japan. We should put that out on Twitter and see what the fans say. As a a poll. Do you think Okada is the rock of New Japan? He's their biggest star. Yes or no? She put that on a poll. Okada. And then next week we'll give the results of the poll. Okada is New Japan's biggest star. The rock was WWE's biggest star in the 90s. Slash early 2000s. Well, I don't know. Maybe Cena? Cena was more 2010s. But you getting a good, clean pinfall over Okada in the biggest wrestling tournament there is. What was that? The G1? It was the G1. Like, yeah, sure, he didn't fucking win the G1 because he lost the Lance Archer and somebody else. I love me some Murder Bird. But... You beat New Japan's top guy for the past 10 years, 15 years, give or take. Him and Tanahashi. Yeah, it's just fucking bullshit that Okada's getting hate for no... I saw somebody say The Miz is a better wrestler than fucking Okada. What the fuck are they smoking? I need some of that shit. But, no. We don't take Okada slander because he is one of the best, if not the best wrestler in the fucking world. Roman Reigns couldn't fucking touch him in the wrestling ring if he tried. Roman Reigns couldn't even carry his damn jock strap. But nobody in the WWE could touch Okada in the ring besides maybe AJ. AJ and Finn. And maybe Ricochet. And possibly Walter. But outside of that, nobody in that fucking pissant company called the WWE could touch Okada or anybody in fucking New Japan because they're all fucking better than them and they all fucking know it. Okay. Fuck Alfred and his fucking whack-ass haircut motherfucking looking ass. Go back to eating cheese, you motherfucker. Cheese and wine is good. Fuck Alfred. 
No, no, thank you. I will pass. I do have higher standards. Alfred's a fucking idiot. So let's get into Winter is Coming. Good. Which which was Wednesday. Good. Which is one of the big TV shows for AEW. I need a fucking drink. (laughs) I think I'm going to need some alcohol after this. Fuck that sexual assault on my TV right now. Oh. So we start the show with match four of our best of seven between Death Triangle and the Elite. And the Elite are down two to one right now. Big time match. Is that like Big Tom Beck's? No, just big time match. <laughs> um, the crowd singing "Carry On Wayward Son" is like amazing because that song is old, and old people singing Kansas is fucking awesome to me. And also, Matt Jackson comes out playing guitar. With the song, singing the song. And he's kind of got the like the air guitar part at his penis. Why are you playing guitar on your penis? That would be my job. I could play air guitar on his penis. Yes, Brendan? No, Brendan? No, I don't want to do myself. That that's kind of difficult. So we're gonna get Nick and Penta starting the match. Fun. And Nick begins to take it to Penta. And this whole series sucks because I like both teams. Eh. I'm on the side of Wendy's, and they're on the side of the elite. I know. Now we're going to have to go to Wendy's one day and get some dinner. Yeah, go to Wendy's tomorrow. Oh, you know what? We got to take your Nana to drop her car off to get fixed on Thursday. Maybe we can con her into taking us to Wendy's for lunch. After she takes us to Jesus Chicken for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Then we see Nick and Matt take... Takedown pack. Then we get Omega and Pack. And Nick jumps off the apron. And as he's landed on the ramp, looks like he hurt his ankle. And now it becomes a two on three match. And Taz makes a comment about Matt and Nick Jackson wearing tennis shoes and wrestling in tennis shoes. Yeah. And saying if they were wearing normal wrestling boots, that maybe he wouldn't have got hurt. I could see it. Then we have Phoenix, who takes out Kenny Omega, who looks to be hurt. Because it looks like he rammed his shoulder on the ramp. There's a lot of ramming going on. (laughs) (laughs) Not my kind of ramming. 
And then we see Nick is going to the back for treatment or something. And of course, if you're a true wrestling fan, you know he's going to make the dramatic comeback. Uh-huh. And win the match. So now, Death Triangle is beating the shit out of Omega and poor Matt. Matt almost pins both of the Lucha Brothers. Almost. But well, he doesn't. Well, you know what they say about almost. It only counts in horseshoes and nuclear war. Then we see Penta with the fear factor on Matt on the apron. That looked like it hurt. So now we have Omega alone with Phoenix who gets a two count. And I told you we'd have our dramatic comeback. We see Nick hobbling back down to the ring. He wants a tag. We see Omega make the tag. We see Nick in, and he's using more ground and pound instead of high flying. And then Nick gets hit with the hammer on the sore ankle by Penta. And then Phoenix locks in, like, the knee bar and gets Nick Jackson to tap. And now the elite are down 3-1. to one. Kenny Omega is about to enter his LeBron James 2016 finals mode. They're going to have to come up with something. They're down three games to one. So after this match, <clears throat> Omega gets on the mic and says a 3-1 deficit is bad. No shit, Kenny. We all know that. And says that the next match, hammers will be legal. In fact, all weapons will be legal. And that they're sick of playing by Death Triangle's rules. So there'll be no rules. As it is a no DQ match. Interesting. Shit gonna hit the fan with a no DQ match with them two teams. Oh yeah. And I also love how Omega ends his mic work. Oh not only that. The fifth match? Or no. The sixth match is what again? I forgot. I know the the seventh match is a ladders match. Yeah, that's going to be something. Let's see. They probably posted it on here. I wouldn't be surprised. No DQ. It's no DQ. I forgot what the sixth one was. Me too. I know the last one is a a ladders match. Yeah. Huh. Maybe AEW on TV posted something about it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got the graphic because I've. I seen the graphic on the Twitters. Yeah, I have two. Uh, maybe I send one of my likes. Give me my likes from last week. Anyways, continue with what's next as I look for this. So I think we start. We should start ending all of our podcasts the way Kenny Omega does his promos. Bid you adieu. Yeah. 
Goodbye. Bang. So next, we get everybody's favorite, an MJF promo. Everybody loves MJF. Oh, match six is a Falls Count Anywhere match. Oh, that's going to be good, too. In Colorado. Hmm. I always wanted to go to Colorado. Okay, let's go. Okay, anywho, on to the MJF stuff. He goes on to say, talking about Ricky Starks, that you cut your first oratory exposition. Says he is a star maker. Uh, says that he's under no pressure. And we're going to find out what happens when pressure is applied to the pebble. Will he be the diamond everyone wants? Or will he simply turn into dust? Dust. Dust in the wind. Song by Kansas. Dust in the wind. All yours dust in the wind. Okay, I'm done. Then we get the acclaim. I put the rap was okay. They get attacked by Lethal and crew from behind. Jeff Jarrett hits Max Caster with the guitar. And Jeff Jarrett goes, yo, yo, acclaim, as the crowd chants, fuck you. Do we have your attention now? Hey, you little bitch, why don't you scissor this slap nuts? <laughs> scissor this slap nuts? I knew somebody could slap their nuts against me. Oh, God. Then moving on, we get everybody's favorite, the Jericho Appreciation Society promo, and a little snippet about Ring of Honor Final Battle. Claudio beat the Ocho and became Ring of Honor World Champion. Jericho says that Claudio's swing is barbaric and inhuman. And that he's going to take his frustration out on some jobber. Oh, I got something else to rant about. Well, we get to it, you can. Then Tony Schiavone says, but Garcia also lost the ROH Pure Championship. And as Garcia gets ready to talk, Jericho stops him, says, you shouldn't have lost. You just need more experience and mentorship. You need to shadow your elder." And tells him to shadow fucking Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Them motherfuckers are the same age. Yeah, you saw who wasn't at ringside on Rampage. No, I forgot. Not Daniel Garcia. True. Moving on. So next we get a match. Yay. And it is featuring Brian Cage versus one Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Hmm. Interesting. Um, is Jungle Boy going to become the giant killer? Uh. He beat Luchasaurus. 
He's wrestling Brian Cage. Brian Cage is a lot bigger than Jack Perry. Yeah. By a lot. So I'm just asking. I don't know. So we go uh, get into the match. Jungle Boy hits Cage with a shoulder tackle, and Cage just stands there like a brick wall. Um, I put Jungle Boy would need to use his speed to defeat Cage. Then we see Cage with a hard chop to Jungle Boy. Then Jungle Boy gets suplexed by Cage. Cage gets the two count. Then we see Jungle Boy with the snare trap. And Cage taps. But Prince Nana had the ref distracted. And if I'm not mistaken, it's our favorite ref. I'm being sarcastic. And then Jungle Boy gets the roll-up and gets the pin on Brian Cage. Match was pretty good. It was a good match. Then Jungle Boy gets on the mic, calls out Big Bill, formerly known as W. Morrissey, and says he wants the biggest bitch of them all. Then Stokely Hathaway comes out and says every time he sees his face, it pisses him off to the highest level of pissivity. I'm going to start using that word. Okay. That is like one of my new favorite words. <laughs> then Jungle Boy jumps out of the ring. Lee Moriarty comes out. Then we see Big Bill comes out and they destroy Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy gets slammed by Big Bill. Then I put WTF because this was a WTF moment that I don't think anybody's seen coming. And we get Hook come out to help Jungle Boy. Hook got a bigger pop than Roman Reigns. And the only reason I can see Hook coming out to help Jungle Boy is because he has been targeted by Moriarty and Stokely. Yeah. Jungle Hook. I have a jungle somebody could hook. Hook Boy. I have a jungle somebody could hook. I heard you the first time. I'm not acknowledging it. I'm going to keep saying it until you acknowledge it. <laughs> no, I'm not acknowledging you. Kind of like I don't acknowledge Roman Reigns. I have a jungle somebody can hook. Okay, we get it. Moving on. <laughs> <clears throat> Next, we get a Blackpool Combat Club promo. Which... I'm surprised they're still together. They said that we're still going to be together. And we have Moxley saying last week, we told you we were going to make a statement. And then he goes on to talk about Yuta and Claudia winning at final battle. And says, 2023, we are putting everyone on notice. And that you better step up or get stepped on. Give me the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. For the trio's title. For the trio's title. Make I don't it. think the Elite's going to win this match, this best of seven. I think they're going to let Death Triangle keep it. And I want to see Death Triangle and House of Black go at it. Or But they have been setting up shit. Because if you've been paying attention to Malachi, he's been saying shit about the Elite. Or, hear me out, hear me out. You give me 
the Elite versus the House of Black versus Death Triangle versus the Blackpool Combat Club in a 12-man, 3-on-3 tag match. Nothing but fucking chaos. That's a lot of chaos, and that's a lot to keep up with if you're trying to take notes. And that would be a lot of fucking fun. I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun. It would just be hard to keep up with for the podcast. (laughs) Moving on, we get a Swerve promo. I love Heel Swerve. Whose house? Swerve's house. Paige's house. And Swerve goes on to say in said promo that he gave Keith Lee everything and he threw it in his face. And says he has no friends, only affiliates. Well, that's one way to go about your business. True. What do you think about the Swerve Keith Lee stuff? Uh, It's interesting. I think these two are going to have a match and they're going to end up Getting back together, maybe? I don't know. I think I kind of like them on their own. I want to see Keith Lee take the TNT title. And then Swerve go after, like... I don't know. The Ring of Honor TV title? No, because I don't want Samoa Joe dropping two titles. Maybe the world title? Yeah, I can see Swerve with the world title. I would like Swerve as the world champion. For Ring of Honor? I don't care which one it is. So next we have the House of Black versus the Factory, which you know this is going to be a squash match. Yeah. Brody King and Buddy Matthews do most of the work. Julia sprays Miss into Nick Camarado's face. I mean, I could spray some mist somewhere. Oh, God. And we see Malachi Black just sitting in the corner. Like, I'm going to let all them do the work, and I'm just going to sit here and chill. Kick the fuck out of QT Marshall. I was a little upset, though. They did put Cole Carter through a table. Good. And then Matthews put another factory member's head into poor Cole Carter's nuts. Good. I mean, I'd ice his nuts if he needs me to. And then we see Malachi Black with a kick to QT, and Malachi gets the win, and everybody's happy when QT gets a kick to the face. Which I don't understand all the QT Marshall hate. Neither do I. He does his job good. He does. He's a very good heel. Not even that. He... Like, yeah, he... Of course, you want to win matches, but... He's not one of those guys that's going to complain about losing. I think he's at that stage in his career, like, he's just there to help put younger people and other people over. That too. Because, you like, he's a coach and whatever, and runs a wrestling school with Cody Rhodes and stuff. But I don't get all the all the fan hate for QT. 
Mm. I don't notice hate for cutie. So next we get everybody's favorite slut promo. I mean, Britt Baker promo. And then we see Sky Blue rolls up on her, challenges her for a match at Rampage. And Sky Blue says she wants to see if Baker can wrestle as good as she runs her mouth. Guess we'll find out Friday. How you feel on the Britt Baker situation? I like Britt. I'm probably like one of the only people that do. But I like Britt. Don't get me wrong, she is no Jamie Hayter. But I don't have a problem with Britt. I think Britt's good. I think the problem everybody has is she gets so much TV time. Like, even when she doesn't need it. Like, they'll try to interview Jamie Hayter and she'll just cut Hayter off and start talking. That, I think, is leading to something. That's what I think that is. I think that's leading to an eventual Britt Hayter match. Moving on, next we get the Ocho, Chris Jericho, versus Jobber, Action Andretti. And I put in my notes, production department needs to get their shit together because they put Action Andretti as Chris Jericho. I didn't know Chris Jericho got younger. Hey, Chris Jericho versus Chris Jericho was a hell of a match. Yeah. So, Chris Jericho slaps Jobber. Jobber slaps Jericho. Then Jericho begins stomping this kid into the corner. Real quick. Real quick. Before we You can rant after I'm done. Okay. Because I think I know what you're going to rant about. Crowd chants, let's go Jobber. Jobber. And I put in my notes, is Jobber a bad word in wrestling? Which we'll discuss after we get done talking (laughs) about this match. Uh... I also noted that it looked like Jericho put on some weight and that he's not as lean as he was. Wasn't he on tour? He was on tour not too long ago in Europe. Like doing it like a UK tour. So Jericho hits the code breaker. Action Andretti kicks out. Jericho is like, what the fuck? (laughs) Nobody kicks out of the code breaker. So then we see Jericho sends Andretti into the stairs. Then Andretti hits Jericho with a boot, then a chop. The crowd is booing Jericho for beating up Andretti. Andretti looks really good. I put in parentheses, future matches. Andretti counters to a small package from the walls of Jericho. Andretti gets the pin and beats Chris Jericho. What the fuck, man? Um. So, apparently this was. Well, first, what did you think about the match in general? Oh, it was a good match. It was a very good match. Action Andretti did really fucking good. Well, so did Chris Jericho. Jericho did good, too. I'm surprised that, um, or, no, I'm not surprised. That Jericho put him over. Because Jericho is starting to enter that 
place in his career that where he was like, okay, I need to start working with younger talent. And he saw that Shinandretti wrestle against QT on Dark in like October or something. And he was like, we're going to have this match at Winter is Coming. And well, I'm going to put no, you over. No, what happened was he seen him and went to TK and was like, yeah, I'll put him over. But he was getting ready to do that European tour. So and that's, that's why, why they waited so long. No, that's why they decided on this date. Yeah. That's what I said. But he'd already signed his contract, too. And nobody knew about it. Well, probably. I wonder how many pre-contracts are signed before they get the graphic. Mercedes. Mercedes. Just asking a random question. Mercedes. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Anyways. Um, I'm going back to eat chocolate. Get the random. So. Be my most hated person. On the wrestling side of Twitter. Fucking Alfred. It's Alfred again. Fucking hate this guy, dude. Like, can Elon Musk ban his Twitter? (laughs) I don't think he has violated any Twitter. He did. It's called being a fucking idiot. I, I don't think being an idiot is a violation. Well, no, because then all WWE fans would be banned. But no. Apparently, the Alfred saying jobber is like saying the N-word. I knew that's what you were going for. Mm, I don't think it's the same. It's not the same. Because one is used as an oppressive term to African-American people that makes them feel bad and was used during the time of slavery. And, um, well, it's still used today in, like, racist ways but you know what i mean the term officially did not did not become mainstream bad until like the civil rights movement yeah because even during the civil rights movement they still referred to themselves as that and if you actually go back and listen to the martin luther king jr speech that i have a dream he uses that word in his speech because that was a term that was used that wasn't technically derogatory at that time but now it is and now you're comparing it to a word in professional wrestling when the companies you suck their dick from former ceo said it on live tv to john cena in front of booker t and booker t's wife but no Saying jobber is as bad as the N-word. I would have to disagree with that. I strongly disagree with that. Because one is... Jobber in wrestling is a term of endearment. Everybody has started out as a jobber. At one point in their career, they were a jobber. Seth Rollins, John Moxley... They were jobbers. Kenny Omega was probably a jobber when he was first getting into wrestling. Do you think he just says this shit just to try to get people to follow him no, and get I clicks on his Twitter? I think he actually means this shit because he has fucking 
the Fed's cock so far down its fucking throat I mean, I that it doesn't fucking... Its brain doesn't work half the fucking time. Fucking idiot. Like... Idiots. We just need to ban his fucking Twitter. Like, ban all of his social media. But then we wouldn't get good laughs out of the shit he says. Let's send him the fucking Alcatraz. <laughs> Have him go deal with the ghost of fucking Alcatraz. I think even the ghost would kick his ass out. Good, maybe the ghost will fucking... Maybe there's a demon there and they'll fucking possess him. Okay, I think you're gonna get us banned if you don't calm down. Fuck Alfred. He's a fucking clown. I done told you no. Can I move on now? You're done? Yes, you can. Alright, do you need to calm down? We need to take a break? I'm taking another drink of my Mountain Dew. Oh, great. The sperm killer, Mountain Dew. And not like I'm fucking anybody soon. Well, that's true. You're still a virgin. <laughs> and? It is what it is. I could care less. I got other stuff to worry about. So next we get a Ricky Starks promo. He refers to MJF as old maxi pad. Um, I wouldn't want to be an old maxi pad. That's kind of nasty. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, I could go into detail what an old maxi no. pad Moving on. would be. Moving on. Moving on. I put in my notes, no, Ricky, you will not be winning tonight. Then we go backstage, and we see Jericho is having a fit backstage because he just lost to some jobber named Action Andretti. (laughs) I put this as funny as hell, yelling he is the Ocha. And for people who think he's related to Mario Andretti, he is not. He is not an Indy 500 champion, an F1 champion, or a Daytona 500 winner. Wrong Andretti family. Yep. So next we get our women's match, and it is Tay Mello versus Ruby Soho. This is the first match since Ruby broke her nose. We see Tay with a cheap shot on Ruby. Then Ruby begins to take it to Tay. Tay sends Ruby into the stairs. Bell still hasn't rung yet. Finally, we get the bell ring. And we see Ruby with a suplex on Tay. Tay rolls out of the ring to try to slow Ruby down. We see Tay with what looks like a DDT on the ramp. <clears throat> then Tay tears a fan sign up because it says something about Ruby Soho. Then Tay becomes in control of the match. Then we see Soho teeing off on Tay Mello. Soho gets a two count. Then Tay does a huge kick to Ruby's face. She gets a two count. Soho lands the destination unknown and gets the win. Then we see none other than Anna J doing her Anna J power walk to the ring and attacks Ruby Soho. And at this time, I thought somebody would come out and help Ruby, but they didn't. But I'm wondering if we will get a tag match with Ruby and whoever versus Tay and Anna. I think it's going to be Ruby and Willow because Willow's been in the way of Tay and Anna recently. 
Well, that's who I thought would come out and save her. Yeah, I did too. So next, we're getting a Hangman update. Hangman is backstage, and the male interviewer dude, what's his name? Marvez? Something like that. Um, He asked Hangman for an update, and Hangman replies, Ask if you want to know if I still have headaches. Um, says that he couldn't remember his son's name after the EMTs had unlocked or asked him to unlock his phone because he had like all these messages. Um, I thought that was a good promo. It almost made me sad when he started talking about couldn't remember his child's name. And you know, I love, I, 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 I've got some love, hate for Hangman. Yeah. As in, I love to hate him. <laughs> he goes on to says that he will fight Moxley, but if he's been through hell and he's going to take Moxley to hell with him, and then we see Evil Uno in the background, like looking like, no, dude, don't do this. Eh, who cares? Chaos is fun. I agree. Who cares about Hangman Adam Page? I care about Hangman, but chaos is fun. Oh man, it's the 40-year-old NXT breakout superstar, Kofi Kingston. Oh, you mean your NXT tag team champions? New Day rocks! (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I like the New Day, but... They shouldn't be NXT they champions. They shouldn't be NXT champions. Sorry to interrupt our AEW review with NXT review because we're kind of got NXT on the TV. So then we get our main event featuring, featuring Absolute Ricky Starks versus one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. MJF's a dickhead. Are you just not realizing that? No, I've always realized that. That's why I like him. But he made a poor little kid flinch. Good. Fuck them kids. Um, I put in my notes that MJF did not look that good in the ring, though. No, not this match. Um, Starks off the rope with a shoulder tackle. We see... MJF in the crowd outside of the ring. Crowd starts chanting Maxi Pad. <laughs> um, Starks does quick near falls. He lands a clothesline. We see MJF poke Starks in the eye. Then MJF takes control of the match. MJF focusing on Starks taped up ribs. Um, MJF is using the ropes and the ref literally takes his foot and kicks MJF's hands from the rope. <laughs> and we see both men are down in the ring. Uh, ref gets to the count of eight. And the crowd yells, Ocho. Yeah, they were doing that at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Yes. Only Chris Jericho can get a crowd when somebody is counting to eight to yell, Ocho. <laughs> That's not a Spanish crowd. Well, I mean, they were in Texas, so it probably was a little Spanish in there. Yeah, but, like, not like they're actually in Mexico doing it. True. Then we see Starks with some offense. He lands a Jaeger bomb, gets two count. Then we see MJF off the ropes, stomps on 
the elbow of Starks. Then they both begin to tee off on each other. Um, Starks lands his spear, but he can't capitalize. MJF uh, get, uh, hits the salt of the earth. We see Starks finally gets his leg on the rope. Um, then MJF, during this whole sequence, decides to take out one leg and one arm from Starks so he wouldn't be able to reach the rope to the point where Starks, like, literally had to scoot his other leg around to get to the rope. <laughs> it was a smart move on MJF's part. Yeah. Um, MJF grabs the ref. It looked like Starks kind of pushed the ref out of the way. And as he's dealing with the ref, MJF low blows Ricky, and MJF gets the win. Your thoughts on the match? Mm, Maxwell needs to step it up, or else TK will take that title off of him sooner than we all thought. That's what I think about that match. He did look bad in the ring. And granted, he's only wrestled. I think this would have been his 10th match of 2022. And I get the the Randy Orton motto, work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. But boy, you got to get in the ring more. Yeah. Because you could tell you got ring rust. Mm -hmm. He was okay in the Moxley match. Uh, maybe him and Ricky just didn't, like, have chemistry. Have a lot of chemistry. I don't know. Well, then we see MJF walking up the ramp with his title. And we get Danielson music. And MJF takes off running through the crowd as Danielson chases him. Which ends up turning into, like, one of the best memes. Uh, Danielson helps start Starks up. And raises his hand. Now that's how you put somebody over without putting somebody over. Danielson has two of the best memes in AEW. The chasing the MJF meme. And that fucking shirt meme. When he's just looking weird. You know the one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danielson is amazing. Yes. We need to enjoy him while we have him. Yes, because once his contract is up with AEW... I think he's going to retire. He he did say he's going to retire. I could see him maybe signing like a coaching contract where he's not on TV, but he'd still be a coach. Probably. I could see him maybe doing that. And he'll probably do it with WWE. Or maybe, because he left there on good terms. But I think he'll coach an AEW. So that was Ram. I mean, that was Dynamite. Winter is coming. Fun show. I can think of something coming. Oh, God. Yeah, it was a decent show. It was a great show. So then we're going to move on to Rampage. And Rampage opens up with Sammy Guevara. Versus John Moxley. A banger of a match. I'd like to bang somebody. Oh, God. Um, I put Moxley beating Guevara is always good. Yeah. 
Guevara lands a knee shot. Um, Guevara lands kind of weird on the rope. And I put in my notes, Guevara's dick ain't working tonight. <laughs> Moxley hits a cutter, which was really nice. They begin to exchange a few chops. We get a nice drop kick by Sammy. Then we see Sammy biting and ripping at Moxley's ear. And I really thought that he was trying to bite off his earlobe. But he pulled his earring out and threw it into a crowd. Yeah. Then we see Sammy beating on Moxley near the ear region again. Then Moxley begins to land chops to Sammy. Um, I put some of this was too gross for me. Eh. Violence is fun. I'm all for violence. I'm not for, like, taking other people's blood and sharing other people's blood with other people. Yeah, that was... Get an AIDS test. Then we see Sammy with a hit to the back of the head. He gets a two count. Sammy puts the walls of Jericho on Moxley. Moxley gets out. Kicks Sammy in the face. Then we see Sammy with forearms to Moxley's ear. Then we see uh, Sammy from the top rope with Mox on the table. Both go through the table. Then we see Mox stomping on Sammy. Mox gets a two count. Then we see Moxley hit a clothesline that turns Sammy inside out. Then Mox land or does his choke hold, and he chokes Sammy the fuck out. And I'm not upset about that. Neither am I. And Moxley gets the win. And then Moxley said, I told you where I'll be. Yeah. What do you, what happened after? I wrote cowboy cunt. <laughs> he said he wasn't go wait all night. Hangman charges down to the ring. Hangman takes out security. And they finally get them separated. Hangman's gonna beat the fuck out of Moxley. But Moxley's also gonna beat the fuck out of Hangman. As much as I despise Hangman, actually, that's gonna be a really fucking good match. It is gonna be a good fucking match. Next, we get an FTR promo. Um, Earlier in the day, Dax sent out a picture of his booty. Where he broke his tailbone. He literally shows his ass on TV. Kind of wish they didn't blare it out. Because I wanted to see how bad the bruise was. Uh, it's on his Twitter. You can go look. Um, Refers to the guns as a couple of kids with daddy issues. <laughs> calls them dumbass boys. And says this Wednesday... We're going to tan your hide like your dad should have. And then one of them replied, No, we're going to whoop that ass. 
Next, we get a Jade promo. Um, Layla Gray stirring the pot here. Yeah. She shows Jade a picture of Red Velvet looking a little salty. And Jade tells her she better get her shit together. Mm-hmm. What you think's going on with the baddies? Tension. Are we going to get rid of the baddies? Uh, I don't know. Or the baddies are going to get a new leader. Mm. Because if Mercedes shows up, I don't think Trinity is that far behind. Mm. Maybe. So next we move on, and it's Dr. Britt Baker versus Sky Blue. I put, we already know who's winning. We see Britt with the head scissors on Sky. I could put somebody in a head scissor. So real quick, JR mentioned something about, he said something about Sky Blue and SB not being her real name. Think about it. Well, no. No parent would probably name their kid Sky Blue. Well, no. Just just think about it for a second. It's the little hints. Moving on, I understand. We see uh, Sky with an arm takeover. She gets a two count. Um, we see Jamie Hayter knock Sky down from the top rope. I put in my notes, Sky has improved. Um, we get Britt suplexing Sky. Then she begins to lay down elbows. Then Sky with a thrust kick to Britt's face. Um, then we see Britt getting her glove on for the lockjaw. But she didn't actually use the lockjaw. As her finishing move, instead, she used the curb stomp to get the pin. Huh. Then she applied the lockjaw after she won the match on Sky Blue. Then Sheeta comes running down with the kendo stick. She takes out Rebel. Um, and then she takes Britt out with the kendo stick. And we get a face-to-face with Sheeta and Hater in the ring. Give Hater and Sheena the main event. Do it, TK. We will not be watching Holiday Bash. We Wednesday. Will... Because we're protesting. No, we're not. We have to watch Holiday Bash. I'm still protesting. You can protest and still watch it. Next, we get a Preston Vance interview. He says Dark Order is not on the same level. That they're no longer his brothers. That Roosh is his brother now. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a brother that looked like Roosh. Mm-hmm. Might have to move to Kentucky and have some incest. Oh, God. <laughs> and he proceeds to tell Negative One that he needs to grow up. Your thoughts on Preston Vance? Your thoughts on Preston Vance? Good for him. Fuck them kids. Next we get Wardlow versus a jobber. Can't say that. 
Jobber. Can't say that. That's racist. Jobber. That's racist. Squash match. I put in my notes. I would all down Wardlow. I don't know why I wrote that down, but I just happened to notice that. I know why you wrote it down. Because you're a horny old lady. I'm not old, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Wardlow is actually wrestling a wrestler named Exodus Prime. Is that Optimus Prime's cousin? It sounds like the Decepticon version of Optimus Prime. Even though I know it's Megatron, just Exodus Prime sounds like a badass Transformer, his name. It does. Also, Exodus is a book in the Bible. And it talks about Moses leading the Hebrew children out of Egypt. Eh, who cares about the Bible? And Wardlow with a headbutt. Then he does a lariat on Jobber. And the symphony commences. He does five power bombs. Wardlow gets the win. Then Wardlow gets on the mic. Says that he's waited too damn long. And he's not waiting any longer. Then we see Joe on the screen. He says, I set the terms. I said, good for King Joe. He says, Joe says that Colorado, they will fight. And that the king has spoken. He was wearing that goddamn ring like a fucking bracelet. <laughs> Will you? You're gonna have to get another fucking container and put all your stuff on there. Oh, Jesus Christ, these cats. So next we move on to our main event. And. Our main event was kind of chaos in the ring because it was a bunch of people in the ring. And we had the best friends with Dustin Rhodes versus the Blade and the Butcher and their partners Kip Sabian and Trent Seven. It's always a good day when I get to see Kip Sabian in the ring. Your dick's mid, but we don't complain about it. Um, We see Beretta and Kip starting off. Beretta wants Trent Seven. Then we get Seven and Beretta exchanging chops. We get Chaos in the ring. We see Orange Cassidy takes out Kip Sabian. Um, then we see Kip hiding behind the bunny and Penelope. The Blade and the Butcher begin to take it to Beretta. Beretta with a kick to Trent Seven's face. Beretta tags Orange Cassidy. Seven tags the Butcher. I put give me Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian. No disqualification for the All-Atlantic title. Then we see Dustin Rhodes in with Seven. Dustin begins taking out everybody. Dustin gets a cover, only a two count. Then we see Beretta and Chucky e. T fly. We see Dustin with a cannonball on the bad guys. Danhausen tries to curse Penelope. Um then we see Orange Cassidy fake or faking a kick. And the ref kicks out both. And then Kip Sabian low blows Danhausen. Maxwell. 
Get down. So now Danhausen's nuts ain't gonna work. This will be a not not working penis episode because at the beginning we had Sammy Guevara hit the ropes and his dick ain't gonna work. And now Kip Sabian hits Danhausen in the nuts. Danhausen's nuts ain't gonna work. <laughs> Aren't going to have kids after this episode of Rampage. <laughs> it kinda seems that way. Then we see Beretta with seven on the ropes, seven counters. Um, I put, why is the ref stopping dusting from kicking Kip Sabian? Then Not we the legal man. It don't matter. It's chaos. Not the legal man. Then we see Dustin Rose pin Trent seven for the win for his team. Fun match. Fun main event. Rampage was fairly decent. It was. Was a great week of pro wrestling. Yeah. Not that sports entertainment bullshit. You do not like sports entertainment? I am not sports entertained. It's the best entertainment on TV. I'd rather watch two flies fuck than WWE. Well, tell us how you really feel. Only reason why I watch it is so I know what we're talking about when we watch Covalent. Yeah, be sure to follow our boys at Covalent TV on Twitter, YouTube. Go back and listen to some of their episodes. They're funny as hell. Mm-hmm. YouTube fits your fucking comment section. I don't think it's YouTube. I think it's the stream bot they use. Well, fuck that stream bot. He a bitch. Yeah, when my shitty producer figures out how to work shit on his MacBook, we could do YouTube shit like that. I got time. No, you're not promised tomorrow, dipshit. Yeah, I am. So that is our week in review? Yeah. Fun week. I'm still protesting Wednesday. Oh man, Braun Midbreaker. I thought he wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed to be doing media for Vengeance Day. Which we could go to Vengeance Day. It's in Charlotte. Let's go. Wait, no. It's It's on on what? Saturday? Yes. Oh. We could go. Not this coming Wednesday. Not tomorrow. But next Wednesday, we could go to Greensboro and see sports entertainment. Papa did ask what I wanted for Christmas. We could go see WWE. Fuck no. But we probably wouldn't make it in because the only wrestling gear we have is AEW wrestling gear and they won't let us in. So, wait, hold on. He comes in, hits the spear, and then just... Or did he get DDT'd? I think he might have got DDT'd. What? So, okay, hold on. Before... I think he got knocked out by his own spear. Badass car. Oh, that dodge is fucking awesome. You get like the final five minutes of NXT live right here. All right, people. Probably the one and only time you'll ever get it. Probably not. All right, let's see. Let's see. 
I have to put my glasses on so I can see far away because I'm a blind bitch. So, Braun Breaker is storming through the arena. He got a nice ass. Woo! Damn. Of course, them Steiner boys do got a nice ass. And if you don't know, his daddy is uh, one of the Steiner brothers. All right, here comes Braun. Eh. He got knocked out by his own spear. He got knocked out by his own spear, and he put his head in that dude's dick. He got knocked out by his own fucking spear. I'm wondering if the dude had something in his coat, like some metal shit. Oh, That's why he got knocked out. That would do it. He got knocked out because he put a metal plate. <laughs> that was predictable for you, wasn't it? I've been watching wrestling for 40-some years. <laughs> eh. Well, damn. He still got knocked out by his own He still got the knocked the fuck out by his own move. <laughs> Metal player or not, you got knocked out by your own move. Fucking bozo. The cat is staring intensely at us. Hi, kitty. But, okay. Goodbye, people. That's it? We just gonna end it like that? I guess. No, I don't know. No no fun saying? I don't have a fun saying. I have lots of them, but I've been fairly decent tonight. Um, Fuck the Fed. Fuck Alfred. Mercedes is going to AEW and Trump. Oh, I have a question before we end. You know who we haven't seen since she dropped the title? Tony Storm. Yeah, when it. When you know it, who's at the meet and greet tomorrow? Tony Storm. She gonna show up tomorrow night? Probably. Sweet. I can Bobbert better be watching wrestling tomorrow. Uh huh. But, anywho. I guess that's all for this episode. How long have we been on here? An hour and a half. Dang. We did have a lot to talk about. I also did a rant for 15 minutes. You yeah. did two rants yeah. tonight. You guys, it's not often I rant. No, no it's not. Not a lot of shit pisses me off. Your rants cut into my sexual in the windows, though. Yeah, but when I rant, it's good. I could rant on somebody's penai. Anywho, goodbye, people. Oh, guess who has poppin' peni? Besides Goodbye, Matt, people. Besides Goodbye, David. People. Goodbye, people. Ace Austin. <laughs> Goodbye, people. Bye, people. <laughs>